Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Monday Night Raw Wrestling Inc. after show. And have we got a good one for you? We've got money in the bank qualifying matches, we've got new tag team champions, and we even have shattered brand splits. Before we get into all that, my name is Jack Farmer, and I'm being joined by none other than Justin Labar and Jimmy Corderas. Justin. It's a three-day weekend here in the States. It's Memorial Day, of course, honoring and mourning the U.S. military personnel who died while serving the United States Armed Forces. But it's also a three-day weekend where people get to spend time with the family. How did you spend yours? I uh, Yeah, I disappeared a little bit. I powered down. I did not watch Night of Champions live. I did not watch Double or Nothing live. I did not watch anything live. Uh, I powered down, uh, got away with the family to a little uh, hideout uh and just had a great weekend so it was it was nice and yeah big shout out of course uh all the all the respect to our united states military uh for, for all of the all that they have done and continue to do that allows us to scream into these microphones and say whatever the f we want yes it's a um we're all very thankful uh and of course again we're we're thankful for all they've done and yeah we get to yell in the microphone say whatever we want i even have the right to say jimmy this is a holiday that the whole world should celebrate what you what are you doing not celebrating well i did celebrate as someone who has been part of tribute to the troops and and proud to be part of it you know this is a, this is a wonderful celebration and one of the things that wwe does well and they did throughout the night and i don't want to jump ship here a little bit but is those video packages and 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 their tribute to uh, the fallen and the lost soldiers and all the, the ones who are honored that are still with us here today. Uh, that's one thing that's near and dear to their heart. And they do a wonderful job of, of, of uh, giving them their gratitude. Let's put it that way. And sure. And, and, you know, I follow right along with them as well. Yeah, this was a, a fun weekend for me. I got to head out to Las Vegas to go cover Double or Nothing. What a great time it was. And I see Tommy Oh, Tommy Oh, Tommy Oh in the chat. You know, I, we chatted up. We met up in Vegas for a little bit for a quick hello. Tommy almost ran off with my press credentials. Uh, but it was, it, was, it, was a, it was an accident. My sticker got stuck to his shirt. He almost left with it. But uh, fortunately, we were able to get it um, figured out tommy was great meeting you it was great saying hello out there in las vegas and it was a fun show by the way i'm just going to clear the air here because i heard a lot of people saying how it sounded like a dead crowd there on the show i can't speak for whoever was monitoring the levels of the volume but it was a rowdy loud crowd there it was a fun time in the arena so shame on whoever was monitoring the levels of the crowd volume because it was a fun time um 
But uh, yeah, let's go ahead. And if you're in the chat, by the way, I see a lot of you in here trying to get as many of these up here on the uh, on the screen as I can. Uh, thank you so much for being with us. Make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, Ricky Zaldivar saying, great job, Jack, for media scrum at, for double or nothing. That was a fun experience. It's an interesting, uh, those scrums are interesting. The whole the whole process is very fun. Um, so uh, I, I'm, I, I want another crack at it. You know, the first time you do something like that, it's it's a little weird. It's a little interesting. You're trying to figure out, like, how does this whole thing work? But, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. Good good times, good people there. Um, so, by the way, every, everyone, uh like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, everyone in the chat, Dream Realm Studios, Bit Milligan, Cleveland Rocks, uh, Maya Lee already with a super chat in there. We'll definitely get to that in a little bit. Uh, Huffman Elite Training and Tut Graph. And of course, Tommy O, as mentioned earlier. Everyone, thanks so much for joining us. Let's talk about let's talk about Monday Night Raw, shall we? Let's dive right in this one. As we talked, Justin, as we talked about before the show. The news has been said. It was a busy week of wrestling. Of wrestling, there's been a million shows on this week. Not really a whole lot of yeah. news to cover at this point. No, I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty unprecedented. Uh, I was talking about <laughs> it on Busted Open on Friday with those guys. It's like, I mean, the amount that you have on this long holiday weekend, uh, you know, really is going to be a testament to where people's attention spans and their dollars. So, mm -hmm. uh, all very interesting stuff. But yeah, I mean. Tons of stuff. Yeah, and I want to say congrats to you on uh, on getting into the, the post show. I got to say, I, I think I might have spent more time searching for clips of the Double or Nothing press conference than I did anything else because that was just thoroughly enjoyable to come across all the different <laughs> sound bites <laughs> that would come out of that. It's almost like they should like to charge to watch that live because it's got its own attraction uh, to it. I got to I got to confess, there was two times I, I had a question ready and I was like, OK, this is going to be good. And the way it, it, it kind of works there is, you know, they have the people with the microphones and like, who has questions. You, kinda, you raise your hand. I, I would raise my hand and they would say, hey, you're Jack. Let those two guys go. And then you're after them. I'm like, sweet. And the person mm -hmm. right before me would ask basically the question I was about to ask. But I wasn't going to give up my spot. So I had to like, come up with something. So there's a. There's a few of them that the question is a little bit like, that's what you wanted to ask, Jack? Because I was like, I got time. I'm not giving it up. But you took the question. So, in any case, let's talk about this show. Um, mm -hmm. We start with Seth Rollins, and the world title opens the show. And boy, howdy, does it feel like a special entrance. Seth Rollins says, champion and he wants to be there and he's going to be there and he wants to fight and AJ Styles comes out and says Seth Rollins earned it. They shake hands and it makes the judgment day sick. So they laugh off Dominic but eventually it leads to a tag team for down the road. Uh, Justin I want to start with you. We get a backstage segment right after this that um, that was Adam Pierce, and it's talking about how he's got to approve the match. And he acknowledges that the idea of AJ Styles being there goes against the draft completely. Does this give them a pass for breaking the draft already uh, by actually building in a storyline to it? Well, I don't know if it gives them a pass, but at least it's them like acknowledging such and trying to just, you know, it's worse when you just completely don't mention the fact that it's, you know, uh, you know you're, you're blurring the lines of this newly done draft. So at least you're trying to say, it's 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 AJ Styles just flew all these miles to say congratulations to the guy he just went uh, twelve rounds with uh, for a world title and at least here's the WWE official uh, presumably on the phone with his boss Triple H 
yeah, I know it's kind of blurs the lines, but this is what the people want. This is what it's this is what needs to happen after what just happened out there. So it doesn't, you know, it, it still makes you go, well, what about the draft? But at least it's a an attempt to acknowledge what they're doing and, and try to like help you just get over it if it is a sticking point with you. Mm-hmm. Now, um Rollins, Jimmy, Rollins says that he's a champion that wants to be there. My question, this mm-hmm. one's kind of may seem out of left field, but I think we got to give credit where credit's due. Should we be giving Brock Lesnar more credit for being as influential as he has been about being a part-time world champion? I mean, that's all the rage ever since he started doing it. Well, I, I guess you, you can you can put you know give the flowers there as well. But I will say this though: I, I appreciate the attempt tonight to put the emphasis and the importance and make that world heavyweight championship look like a big deal. That's what the attempt there was. But one of the little things, I always talk about the little things. Um, one of the little things was in their interaction, their verbal interaction with Judgment Day. When Rhea said something, it made me go, no, no, don't. you don't have to say that. She referred to Seth as just another champion mm. at one point. And I'm, saying, I'm thinking to myself, at a time when you're trying to elevate this championship and make it feel maybe on the same level, as Roman Reigns, it's not there yet, obviously, but it, you, you got to choose your words carefully. And, and you, you know, it was a nice beginning, like with, with Seth and the celebration and the, and the, the confetti and all that, the, the streamers coming down and stuff like that and making it look like a big deal. And even with AJ coming up from the other brand saying he made this trip to show his respect and tell, tell him he earned this championship. It's it just that one little thing made me just go, no. <laughs> No, Jimmy, you're right. I, I I agree. Like you know, Rollins' entrance, coming through the crowd and everything. I mean, it was like almost I think five minutes worth. I mean, and it really kind of helped do its best to solidify that this is the new world champion of Monday Night Raw, and this is who it should be. Look at this kind of entrance. You know, where rarely do you get somebody that can have this kind of entrance on TV anymore, especially somebody who's a full time there person over there every week. But you're right. That little comment uh, of, of of Rhea saying that. You know, she said that, and then on the flip side, she goes, "Oh, don't worry, one of these guys are going to take it eventually, anyways." It's like, well, you just kind of devalued the, the title in the first place. And, but even Seth, he said it in a media interview recently. He like he, I, I, you know, I, I know he was just going with the flow, of acknowledging, you know, yes, Roman Reigns is Roman Reigns. We're not going to like, you know, we're not going to be able to like belittle what Roman Reigns has done. But even he kind of, in so many words, kind of you know said like, it's hard to be bigger than Roman Reigns right now, even if you're called a world champion and. I know it's probably no easy way to a- answer however it was asked to him, but it's like, oh, we, we guys, we, what are you doing here? What, what, what's, the, what, what's the presentation of this new title before you've even defended it once that we're already admitting that it's the B title? <laughs> well, Justin, that leads me to this is obviously projecting a lot, and this is you're, you're the person I always like to go to when I think of long-term booking plans and things like that. Do, we, do you think that maybe this title is sort of a way to set up another long-term challenger for Roman Reigns? No. Do you think we'll see another another unification no. situation? No, God, oh my God! If that's part of their long term plan, then we, somebody needs to spill coffee on that paper and wipe it into the trash. I mean, no, this is simply we need a world. You know, we're in we're in TV talks right now. We you know we we need a, we need a world champion on Raw. That's all this is, and I and and that's what it's going to be. And and maybe by next year's Rumble or Mania, it's been established enough, and there's been enough you know, uh, good matches and good stories uh, underneath of this World Heavyweight Championship that we're, you know, that we're just, we've accepted it by that point. But, 
No, I mean it. It, it, it feel again. It, it it feels very manufactured. But if they were gonna put it on anybody, Seth is the guy because the, the reactions don't lie. Uh, so go with those reactions. Don't let them lie. But then don't call it out. Don't don't call it out by having Rhea say comment like that or have Seth in the media make comments like that. You you end up just killing you know that five minute entrance that Seth had tonight. And I love Rhea Ripley. I love Mommy, but Mommy we're wording things that way just completely negates the five minutes that we just got of that entrance. And and the other little thing too is if it's if it's just another championship, then why do they want it so bad? Judgment Day. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it, if the emphasis should have been more along the lines of, you are the new world heavyweight champion, but you you don't you're not deserving of that cha- title. Or one of these guys, or you could point to Finn Balor, whoever it is, Damien. Only a member of Judgment Day is qualified to carry that championship or something along those lines. You know, the wording could be better, obviously, but uh, make it feel like you want the title. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, is that Justin? Well, no, my, my last thing I was going to ask is just you know, we, we've we heard that uh, with, you know, that it's been that with Triple H, you know, day, in charge of day to day things that overall creative, I think it has been better. But we've heard also that like, talent have a little bit more freedom which i think is long since needed not having to memorize word for word scripts being able to just infuse a little bit more of the personality having said that and loving that here's where i wonder is that comment that Rhea made is that one of the unfortunate slips of when you're not micromanaging word for word did she have a different intention in her mind of what she was trying to say mm-hmm. but it came off the way it's came off that we're discussing and you, you know and you go oh i wish we could take that one back but it's live tv right. just just a thought don't know for sure either which way just a thought though of we always want the talent to have more freedom to be themselves and i think you know probably 8 times out of 10 that that produces a good promo good uh, segment but this might be that 2 out of those 10 times where it's like ah we probably should have really constructed the wording of that phrase better mm-hmm. you know just just put it out there for fodder yep yeah it's a uh i get i get what you guys are saying for sure i, I do wonder if that speaking of coming to the crowd we better see the video of that fan that got <laughs> seth rollins to photo bomb him because that was a just yeah. a great moment and the fan's reaction was just so precious i don't know the right way. like just so like yeah. so excited and, and happy mm-hmm. what a cool moment we better so they better share that video i want to see that or the photo or whatever the case is um mm-hmm. but to, to wrap this up speaking of ria and seth I, I did have a question about this and this is jack's hard-hitting question of the night uh, this probably will not be a repeated segment so don't hold your breath but uh jimmy you gotta pick one monday night rollins or monday night ria no, uh, yeah, it. I'm. I'm. No offense, but I got to go with Monday Night Rollins. It just. It just flows better. Oh my goodness, you're absolutely right. I. Uh, I haven't had a lot of sleep, folks. So these are my notes that we're getting. Today. I prefer. I prefer this Tuesday in Texas. Oh. <laughs> so uh, we move on, and we get to Ricochet versus The Miz, and. Uh, the Miz, the Miz pulled out a lot of spots and some rare mm-hmm. offense in this one today, but it wasn't enough to get Ricochet uh, or to stop Ricochet as Ricochet gets a clean as a, quote, whistle win. Uh, Jimmy, this was Ricochet's biggest win in a long time. I mean, I don't, I was about to say like ever that I can remember, but I'm, I'm sure he's got like, a, he, I think he had a championship somewhere years ago, mm-hmm. but uh, had to be one of their, his biggest in a long time. 
Absolutely a big win. And like you said, Miz did pull out some moves that we haven't seen him do in a long time and just goes to further show you that Miz is a multifaceted and talented individual. And Miz helped get Ricochet over in this match as well. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He, he, he made Ricochet look like a million bucks and Ricochet looks like a million bucks. Not that he needs a lot of help to look like a million bucks. Yeah. Like you <laughs> said, that picture perfect, uh, uh, man, shooting star press. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's so good. And here's, it was the right call because you need someone like a ricochet in a match, like the money in the bank ladder match, because there are going to be spots involving ladders and possibly some other uh, paraphernalia like chairs and, and tables, you don't know. And a guy like ricochet is tailor made for a match like this. As long as they don't go, okay, let's go a hundred miles an hour and just do all this stuff. Let him take, their, let them take their time. And, but, but then again, like I said, this guy is tailor-made for a match like that. Yeah, we, we got a super chat here from uh, Maya Lee, and she covers a few points, so we'll just drop it in here. But uh, she says, uh, how long y'all think we till we hear Lita's music? She can shut Trish up. Ricochet looks so good tonight, and I can't wait to see Maxine get in the ring. So a bunch of things there, but as mentioned, Ricochet looked very good tonight. Uh mm -hmm. Justin, my question for you is, um, obviously, I want to hear your thoughts about the match. I felt like this one had a lot of interesting points to it. But in general, when they're coming up with these Money in the Bank ladder matches, would you prefer they set it up so that there are a lot of people who have a realistic shot of being world champion or people who are going to be able to tear it up in a ladder match? Because I feel like Ricochet, if I'm being honest, probably doesn't have stand a very good chance of being a world champion. but he's going to raise the bar of that match immediately. No, it's a good question. I think it's actually a, I think it's a delicate balance. I think it's probably a, a balance uh, and <clears throat> year to year of your roster. You can say is the balance 50, 50 is a 70, 30. What is it? I think, you know, I, I love the Miz and I, I would never, sh I would never shy away from being at the creative table saying, Oh, Miz isn't somebody that we could put in a position to, to, of opportunity to be the guy. Cause he always can be. That's, that's the wonderful durability about the uh designated hitter that is the miz but in this situation yes as what jimmy was saying you got a ladder match you're putting ricochet in it because you know what an attraction that is and look and there are some fans of ricochet out there uh you know probably younger fans that, that aren't necessarily thinking as x's and o's in the weeds that we do on this podcast mm -hmm. but that that see ricochet as a cool uh fun superstar to watch and they would have no other reason to believe that hey maybe he has a chance to win so it's fine to put him in there i mean yeah for for the for those maybe listening to this podcast and where we get a little bit deeper in the weeds uh obviously we don't know the full field of the money the bank match but yeah off the bat ricochet is probably not going to be in my top uh betting odds of being one that gets the briefcase uh, there's some of the names i think i could look at on the roster that i'm expecting to qualify but i think that's okay you want that delicate balance of okay i think it's gonna be one of these few guys but I also like to see what this guy's going to do in the match. I, I think I think the balance is important. You don't need to just line up um, eight former world champions and say, "Well, these are the guys who are going to do Money in the Bank because these are the guys that have proven they're in the world title picture." No, that's not that's not the that's not even that's not the fun of Money in the Bank. The fun of the Money in the Bank is uh, who is it that has not yet been to that dance is going to get that opportunity that they get to essentially steal or or, or call their shot. So uh, it, it's a balance from an attraction standpoint. Uh, to, to answer the question, but it's a good question. Mm -hmm. to, to follow up, as mentioned, the Miz felt like he was pulling out some offense that we haven't seen him do in a while. 
it's, I don't know. Maybe I'm just digging here, but it feels like the Miz has been on the border of doing something bigger than what he's been doing recently. Am I still just digging or do you think maybe they're prepping him for something as we get into the summer months? Because like I said, this felt different tonight, His the way he was wrestling. Yeah, I know. I, I get what you're saying. It almost felt like he wrestled with purpose that we hadn't seen in a little while. Some, some uh, out of him, and uh, there, maybe it is, or maybe it's just that he's realized that he's he's the veteran now, and he's mm-hmm. looked upon to to help these younger stars get over. You know, and he's accepting that role with a lot of pride because if you're given that role, like, hey, look, we need you to help elevate this this group of young talent. And when they look upon you for something like that, that's like a a feather in your cap. And maybe Miz is just like accepted that role and says, you know what, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it proudly. And look at and look at the roster, you know, especially with, um, you know, look, Triple H retired a couple years ago. And obviously Triple H had been part time for a decade uh, and Undertaker's retired and Roman Reigns is to some extent part time and and. You know, Dolph Ziggler, even Ziggler's not regularly featured on TV necessarily every single week. You know, and then a guy, a guy like a Randy Orton, who we, you know, Randy's been out for over a year. And there's a lot of speculation and concern about what his future is from a, from a health standpoint. Uh, the Miz really is the longest tenured guy there in terms of just and who is regularly featured. He's took some time off here and there to do a few of the movie projects. But he's been very durable. You, I cannot recall a time in the Miz's career where oh he was out for a year because he tore a or whatever, like he just—he's been durable. Just, you know, some might point point fingers at the style he's worked, but I, I don't know. I think that's pretty in a business where your body is your vehicle. The fact that you can keep your body healthy, you can go ahead and laugh about his style all you want. He's gotten the job done. So to Jimmy's point, I think maybe some of this is just—he's—he's he's the guy out there who, yeah, he's the one that's going to call the spots in the match. He's the vet. He there is not there's not much more full time vet than the Miz. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean whether. Whether that's what it is, whether he's got word today from the office that they got some big program lined up for him and whoever at SummerSlam or whatever the case may be, I, I think he's just he's in a very special position in his career. It doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon. And boy, do they need that because they have a very young and thriving roster right now. And even if it's not young by age, even if it's guys like LA Knight or whomever who, you know, are not, you know, in their 20s, but are still young to the Raw and SmackDown audience. And they need guys like The Miz to help navigate them uh uh, on what to do, what not to do w- with this once in a lifetime, once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah, I think uh, you talk about his not being injured. The only time I remember him being injured was, I think, a few years ago. But even then, he was in the like he was on the show with Morrison in the wheelchair doing the uh, when he was there spraying. I can't remember what they called it, the soak stick or something like yeah. that. Yeah, there it was. It was something more clever than it the was the drip, stick. the drip, the Johnny drip. Uh, oh. Yeah, what was it called? <laughs> mm-hmm. Chat room, come on, help us out. The, the good, yeah. the the good old days. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, they always say the best ability is availability. Mm-hmm. Um, we we continue on to a segment that I really enjoyed, and it was Trish Stratus comes out and says uh, that she is it, and she highlights Zoe Stark, and Zoe says thank you, and then Becky comes out. And she wants to keep on fighting. So the two of them beat up Becky Lynch and they leave the thank you Trish shirt on her as they walk away. Uh, drip stick, by the way. Oh, thank yes. you. I'm so, I'm thank so you glad. Guys. So glad you guys uh, brought that. That would have been killing me today because I feel mm. like if I tried to Google search that, I would have not gotten the answers I was <laughs> looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But Justin, I want to talk to you about this. I was really thinking about what is it that makes Trish work so much right now? And I feel like if I was listening to Trish in a different language, she would sound like the nicest, most sincere person ever. But then when you know what she's actually saying, it's so mean what she's saying. And I feel like that cuts so much deeper than just saying mean things like a mean person. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm loving this Trish. I think this might be one of my favorite Trishes. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's certainly committed to the role. Um, you know, I still go back to when they turned her heel. I just I, I question, like, how many people want to boo Trish Stratish? But I mean, they're they're trying and more so than trying. They're trying. They're 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 giving it a purpose, which is, OK, let's let's have her rub uh, this new up and coming star in Zoe Stark. Uh, and so that that I think is the key, and that I think is something that over the years we've seen WWE, of course, reach back into the veteran Hall of Fame legend well, and I don't feel like they capitalize on you on on you know finding a way to elevate the talent of today and tomorrow. And so this is a nice showing of that. Um, yeah, I mean she's delivering her promo. She's got a nice you know she she's got a nice calm, collective, uh, a little bit of an evil genius, I guess, kind of demeanor to it, which is good. I, I mean I'm I'm not gonna say it's tremendous heel stuff because I, I just I, I have a hard time getting past it's Trish Stratus she's one of the most charismatic uh, uh baby faces ever who came out of nowhere you know, came in as a you know fitness model who was supposed to just be TNA eye candy uh mm -hmm. and she became so much more so me personally it's still hard for me to talk about Trish Stratus as a heel but uh again X's and O's they're trying to make the most of positioning her as a heel again and Zoe Stark being uh, the product of that so I'll, uh, I'll I'll keep going with it uh, Jimmy, speaking of Zoe Stark, I was going to say this is a great way to get Zoe Stark really into the mix on the main mm -hmm. roster here. And I have to assume that if they're pairing her with Trish Stratus, that in a rivalry with Becky Lynch, that they have big long-term plans for Zoe Stark. Yeah, definitely. They, she's on the map, on their radar as someone they can see doing big business in the future. And like you said, uh, you know, having her with Trish Stratus, a Hall of Famer. And, and, you know, earlier I talked about choice of words during a promo and Trish, you know, even though putting herself over when she says that Zoe Starks reminds her of her, mm -hmm. you know, and stuff like that and saying, you know, that and then then Zoe coming out that she, she's smart because she wants to be led by someone like Trish. So they're mm -hmm. kind of putting each other over. Trish is helping to elevate her and, you know. Here we are. Uh, so this young talent reminds me of a future Hall of Famer, which, you, you know, and that sort of stuff. So, I, I, again, I, I like Trish in this current role as a heel. And like you guys said, it's tough to view her that way. But at the same time, it's like, man, there's a it feels like a little bit of reality coming out there, almost like she's liking this a little too much. <laughs> yeah, I um, one of the things I like about it, to be fair, she. I do think I think she's doing a great job as a as a villain, but I to be fair, it is one of those things where I'm like, I I like her as the villain, you know, so I don't really hate hate her if that makes you know I'm almost be like she's a cool like a cool villain to me, but um, I do think Zoe will the short term audience will probably think, but like Zoe's probably going to take some L's for the next few months, but during this, but I think this is where we're going to get used to seeing her hang with people like a Becky Lynch and that will make her look good as Jimmy, as you like to say, uh, get over without going over. Mm -hmm. 
I also love this for Becky Lynch. I really love this segment and this scene for Becky Lynch because one of my gripes about Becky Lynch is she always comes out on top all the time and it makes it feel like it becomes kind of stale where now I'm like, okay, now, now I've gotten to a point where I want to see her get revenge. I want to see her come back and beat these two up uh, instead of feeling like she's bullying people that she beats up every week anyways. So uh, this actually made me really want to see Becky come back now. And I'm usually pretty hard on Becky. So I think this was a pretty good showing for her as well. Cause now I want to see her now. I'm like, yeah, now I want you to give them them their comeuppance Becky. So good all around. And the best part of it, this is that what actually made it my favorite segment of the night. Tommy boy reference. I mean, how great was that? Uh, is it a mark here or mm. here? Right here. Mm. <laughs> the big bruises. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I say stay the course. <laughs> it was filled. I mean, but it was filled with pop culture between that and uh, uh, Becky still dressed like Uma Thurman from Kill Bill. And I mean, there was, there was, there was a lot of callbacks to Hollywood in, uh, in this yeah, weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a it was a fun promo. Yeah, there's a a lot of good stuff in there. I enjoyed it. Um, something that happened really fast though. Uh, Indusheer came out and beat wasn't wasn't local guys. They were actually NXT guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Me and my good pal uh, Flobo Boyce, we've we've jumped on the big body Javi train. We're just like his his fan <laughs> his fan club now. And so I was, at first I was like, oh, big big body Javi's in the ring. Oh, big body Javi's <laughs> in the ring. <laughs> Uh, Justin, anything to take away from this one other than just uh, into sheer rolls on? No, into sheer rolls on, and I mean that's what you got to do to establish this tag team. Uh, do it for a little bit. Don't do it too long, but uh, do it for a little bit. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean they look good. They look good, and and genders there, and I mean they uh, they could be a, a, a they could be part of a a thriving tag team, which was a division which has some other bright spots that we'll we'll touch on here later on um it's 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 just the classic kind of you gotta you gotta know the recipe you know you gotta establish on the tv they gotta they gotta squash some people and they gotta be established but there's also uh you don't want to you don't want to overkill it so it's just trying to find that right spot of when when it's time to start advancing their story and their and their their tv and, and not to cut you off there jack but and and especially in today's uh you know fandom it's a it's a finer line of when to to you know go from that hey we're doing these enhancement matches to now we need a big time win over an established tag tag team. Well, speaking of established tag team, Jimmy, I'm putting the uh, I'm putting the pencil in your hand. Who mm. who do you think if you're the one making the call, who do you make their first <sighs> serious rivalry with? See, that's an interesting question, and that's a tough one, especially uh, because the tag team division is still flourishing and i would have said if you talked to me a couple of weeks i would have said maybe otis and, and uh, gable and gable but now you know they seem to be going in a different direction i don't know uh I'm trying to think of who the babyface tag teams are that they could get a nice win over i i would have because i agree jimmy i almost think otis and gable and and and, and uh maxine they're moving in a different direction mm-hmm. i almost think you need to like you know, if you got Gargano and guy there, and Gargano with, and we've seen him with Dexter, and and I almost wonder if there's something to be had there to try to find somebody who's you know into sheer, you know, big burly bad guys, and and and, and genders cutting promos in a you know in, in, in foreign language, and so I almost wonder if you can you bring somebody like a Johnny who is just you know salt of the earth to the people to the fans, 
Mm. Um, maybe Dexter creates a funny dynamic to that. I don't know, but I I agree. The the the, the quest for who's the right babyface team for them to first get into a story with, that's that's an interesting debate to have with the pencil. I really like the Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis uh, idea because I think Johnny Gargano, I always say king of the plucky underdogs, and I think Johnny Gargano just being outsized by those two but still having the fight to keep, you know, take a beating mm-hmm. and keep on ticking kind of guy. And you have, you have Loomis that always – creeps everyone out well what does he do when he's got two guys that aren't scared of his silent act and how does he respond i think that could be an interesting dynamic which maybe that i mean that that that, that could be a scary thing in the writer's room when you force people to ask that question but maybe that's what's needed to take the dexter limits to the next level of what his evolution is because i think he's kind of at this point has been in a stalemate we've kind of put him in a box to where he's creepy guy who only johnny and and indy or whatever and candace understand but we need to advance that if he's going to have any life uh, you know, to, to continue on. So maybe, you know, maybe that, maybe that, maybe that's a question that, again, it's scary to the writers, but maybe that's what needs to happen. Right. Well, Cleveland rocks with an interesting point here. I want to say is, uh, I'm, he said, I, I'm not putting Gargano Dexter in it unless at least it, oh, it disappeared. It to Champa returning to reform DIY. Well, I think <laughs> if you've got Gargano and Loomis against into sheer and then, uh, gender keeps getting involved and you need an equalizer, here comes. <laughs> Champa, awesome. yeah, yeah, maybe. If, if gender's still active, then yeah, yeah. there's there's a great three on three situation. Mm-hmm. Is there was he hurt or anything, or is he just? Do we not know why he's not wrestling? I, I don't, sure. I don't, I don't think he's necessarily not wrestling. Is he hurt? I think it just might be more of a presentation thing if he's the most yeah. established guy. So let's put him out there as a mouthpiece. Uh, but but I, I think it's the best I know. He's still mm-hmm. in tremendous shape, and he could mm-hmm. still have a match if need be. So that might be a situation there where yeah, if if the numbers call upon it, then that's how you you get to mm-hmm. that. Um, we get to the uh, another fun segment, um, kind of the, the real beef of the show at the beginning here. Or not at the beginning, but uh, kind of in the middle here. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, they come out and they say, hey, we won. And you know what? Sure. Roman Reigns may have, have get to hold all the championships for another thousand days. And he may main event the next five WrestleManias and go in the hall of fame and make millions and millions and billions of dollars and take control of Westeros and become the CEO of Waystar Royco and assemble the infinity gauntlet and get all the chicks for all of time. But Hey, KO and Sami Zayn, they caused him to have a bad night, you know? So they're feeling pretty good. Uh, but uh, Imperium comes out and after some banter, we get the very best suit shoosh in the history of pro wrestling and we're getting imperium mm-hmm. versus alpha academy uh before we get into the matchup portion uh kier kemp says i love how ko breaks the fourth wall and jimmy i just wanted to to <sighs> talk to you about how uh, I, I i do i love how he's like hey you guys can't come out until we say your name that's not how right. it works <laughs> and like how come you're not talking you never talk we hear from the other two mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, how do you feel, um, have, of course, be, having been on the other side of the guardrail for so long, how do you feel when someone breaks the fourth wall? I don't. I wouldn't even call it breaking the fourth wall. I like. Uh, it, it's more like a peek behind the curtain. It's kind of like giving people who get it, it's like that insider joke, you know, where, hey, I know what he's talking about. That's, fun, that's funny. And it was funny. I, I popped when I heard it, you know what I mean? But, you know, to others who, who may be tuning in, who aren't as in tune, let's say with that supposed uh, peek behind the fourth wall or breaking down that fourth wall or the peek behind the curtain, uh, they probably thought, Hmm, let me think about, Oh, you know what? He's right. When they do, they usually do, you know, 
mention them and then they interrupt and stuff like that. So I thought it was I thought it was funny. I thought it, as long as it's not done too often. Again, it's one of those things where do it do it occasionally. The more the more occasional, the better because when you do it, it, it gets more of a pop. Yeah, we we get a great match after this one. Imperium Alpha Academy. Justin, it seems like they've been teasing it for a while, but today it feels like they just went full on Alpha Academy. They're good guys now. They're on the they're on the the good guys side of the locker room. Uh, they are, and obviously Maxine brings a dynamic. Uh, I can't help but wonder. Oh, what does that mean for the other two of the Maximil models? Mm-hmm. Did they just get ditched? Uh, because we felt that Maxine is just a better, yeah. Did creative go okay? We have two ways to go here. Otis can either go with Maxine and Mansoor and, and what have you, and you know, and you know, Gable chases that or whatever, or can we just put Maxine, who's the over who, who kind of the leader of this model deal and she's an over female and whatever, can we just put her in alpha gear and off to the races we go? And that kind of seems that's wherever they're trying to go. and so I do feel for the other two guys, and we'll see what happens. But yeah, uh, that seems what's happened with Alpha Academy. Uh, but it might be the right thing to do. Sorry to the other two guys, but it might be that right. might be might be what the better business is. And at the end of the day, mm-hmm. um, and you know, look, Imperium. I, 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 you know, I, I like that. You know, coming into in my, from my perspective, coming in, Imperium coming into the main roster. You know, it was a lot of serious, good wrestling. Um, and that was that. I kind of like the fact that, you know, even to start, we had Giovanni, the bald guy, uh, and, and, and Ludwig Kaiser. They came in for a week or two uh, after they got drafted to Raw, and they kind of preempted everybody that Gunther's coming, the ring general's coming. It gave a little bit of flair and finesse, and, a little, and obviously they had some, they, they spatted words with, with Owens and Zane. And then even now, tonight, the way that Owens and Zane went back and forth, I like that Imperium still the serious, you know, give us, you know, let's show some decorum, you know, still that, that gimmick, but they've been able to show some personality. And now, now I'm looking forward to hearing Kaiser speak again, because it seems to just inflame, you know, you know, ridiculous, uh, you know, anger out of Owens and Zane and how he talks and what he says. So I like that Imperium is getting over. They look like they are threats right now in the tag team division. They could be tag team champions at any day now if, if WWE wanted to go that way. But they're still they're still the credibility of Imperium, but they're not just the lackeys of Gunther. Mm-hmm. Kaiser and and and, and Giovanni uh, was it was uh, Giovanni uh, is it Da Vinci? Vinci. Yeah, da Vinci? I, I got messed up once they changed his name in NXT. <laughs> yeah, because uh, now, now wait, what was his, what was his name before? Well, there yeah. used to be there used to be four people in Imperium. Correct me if I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, right? yeah. Who's Wolf? the fourth? Alexander Wolf was the other one. Okay. So, but I like the fact that Kaiser and Da Vinci aren't just the lackeys. They're starting to kind of develop as their own tag team and they're giving me a person. They're giving me, I'm getting, I'm looking forward to seeing Kaiser on the mic again next week. So I think that's all good. That's a really good thing. Um, Fabian Eichner. Fabian Eichner. Thank Eichner. you so much. That's what it was. Okay. Uh, that's, that's another yeah. one that would have killed me. Marcel Barth. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, okay. You know, and Guther's a powerful force. It's very easy to just say, okay, you have Guther, and then he has just his lackeys. So I like that they're not just being lackeys and they're kind of rising up. Right. I agree. And what I loved about this segment, and this happened a few times tonight, and I think it's so good after a draft, is uh, we leave this matchup and I'm thinking, uh, it feels like Imperium versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the tag titles is coming up. And Justin, to your point, I think that's 
going to be awesome. That fits that, that rings so many perfect notes, but also Valhalla chases off Maxine. So now I could see Viking Raiders versus Alpha Academy. And those guys are going to have great matches. And that's a perfect little tag team title mid card situation that you have there, because whoever wins that situation probably go on to have a tag team title match down the road. And it'll feel like it makes sense. And uh, I feel like they just, they got, a lot of a lot of things moving along in this segment mm-hmm. that I, I don't think this is a segment we're all going to look back on in ten years and talk about it. But I think for the what they need to do for the summer, I think they got the summer kind of set in a lot of ways here, and it was it was fun. I'm excited to see where it goes. And it, it yeah, it was more than just planting seeds; it connected dots. And sometimes you just the, the simplest things. You go, oh, this here's here we go. This will work. And uh, like you said, Jack, this is a, this is a. A, a nice little way to t- tick all the boxes and connect the dots. Yeah. And it, it also is one of those deals where I could see that they, um, I could easily see that you know, we talk about maximum male models. I could see in a few, maybe after alpha Academy is done with Viking Raiders that those two show up again and they say, Hey, Maxine, you left us. And then you got to choose. Yeah. And then you get that rivalry going again or whatever. So <laughs> a lot of good, a lot of good stuff there. Uh, someone else they kind of, I guess, restarted. We got a quick video package for Candice LeRae, and it was kind of a, when you believe anything is possible, very, very positive, uh, happy promo for Candice LeRae. Jimmy, Candice is someone we've been, um, I think we're all fans of, but we're kind of waiting for her to find her footing on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is going to help her? Um, it, well, that little segment kind of helped a little bit, but it's going to take time for people to get reinvested in her. You can't just say, Hey, this is going to work. You know, she's got to work at it too. She's got to, you know, get fully invested in this, uh, this new direction for her. And it can work, especially since they're investing time in both tag teams and the women's division and all that sort of stuff. So uh, Candace is a good talent. She's good on the mic. She's good in the ring. And it's just a matter of her embracing this new character and making people get invested in her. Yeah, Justin, do you think this is uh, what's going to do it for Candice LeRae? I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's going to do it, but it's a step in the right direction. You know, again, vignettes and, and anything to, to give personality and backstory is always a, a step in the right direction. You know, Candice, I, I've always felt she's, you know, as Jimmy said, she's good in the ring. She's a, as the old uh, terminology goes, she's a solid hand. I mean, she, she she's you know good in your locker room. She's good in the ring. Uh, but there are a lot of things that I don't, that I don't think connect right off the bat. You know, it's like she's the poison pixie. And what does that mean? And when I hear poison pixie, I would think that that's something you're going to strap to a new badass heel, not mm-hmm. a uh, fan favorite baby face. I, you know, so I just think there's things that need to be explained and maybe even some things that need to be dumped and just move, you find something new to. Uh, you know, I don't think you need to give up on her, but this is a step in the right direction. You got to start to try to tell us about her. So. And and uh, Himanshu uh, saying y'all are still talking about name changes. Just to be clear, mm-hmm. we're not. We were <clears throat> clarifying. We forgot a name, and then yeah. we were trying. It wasn't. We're cool with the name change. It's we're just get ahead of postage rate increases this year with stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code program for a four week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program. 
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We, 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 we forgot a name real quick and we were trying to get the jog the memory again is all it was. It happens. Uh, and by the way, Stephen, I got to give you a shout out here. That was a brilliant marketing opportunity uh, with Stephen saying all it took to end the 2023 brand split was Adam Pierce cricket mobile plan. Yeah, he should have said, yeah. let me make this official on my cricket mobile plan and make the call. You could have got some brand marketing in there. Oh, Steven, wow. they should they should hire you for promotions there, buddy. Hmm. Uh, but wrestling overtime with a super chat saying Tyler Breeze is teasing a return uh, as the new MMM leader. I haven't actually seen that. Uh, it, him actually doing that. I've heard people talk about it, but I haven't. And he was great in that Tyler Breeze character. So, mm-hmm. oh, for sure. Yeah. Um. So, uh. So, uh, we got um. The the tag team championship. There was some trash mm-hmm. talk backstage between Raquel's team and Bailey's team, and uh. We get the tag team match, a solid four-way, really fun one, showcasing four solid options to be tag team champions. Eventually, Ronda and Shayna get the win. Uh, Justin, I always say that WWE's hidden talent is their ability to pivot. Uh, I, I think the journey wasn't what they planned, but the destination with Baszler and Ronda as champions was absolutely what it was supposed to be. I think the fact that Liz got hurt caused him to detour, but I don't think you really would have noticed if you weren't paying close attention. And I, I think we got to give WWE their flowers for making that happen. Uh, I don't know if I'd go that far with you. I mean, yeah, Liv getting injured certainly gave them an opportunity to have a little bit of a redo. Um, a little bit of that is kind of eh to me because I think Raquel has just got a lot of potential. So I feel like she's the one that suffers a lot out of this pivot, as you call it. But I think she's enough of a talent that and maybe maybe she's better off in the singles, so this is a chance to kind of reset with her. Yeah, Ronda and Shayna as champions certainly makes sense. They they look they they are vicious, credible women who have MMA backgrounds. But I have to call it out here. I don't think we've really seen Ronda and Shayna in a match on TV since Mania. Um, it, you know, look, Ronda came in as one of the biggest box office draws in in, in combat sports since Brock. Or since Tyson, or you know, she did, 
And she has cooled off so much to the point to where, correct me if I'm wrong, it's a long show and we're all taking notes and that. I don't even think we saw their entrance on TV. I think we came back from commercial and they were in the ring for, for this fatal mm-hmm. four-way. So, you know, it, 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 yeah, it's okay. Put the titles on them. Let's, let's try to put the best foot forward. But work is to be done because I feel like the, the especially the Ronda investment in, in cloud has really dropped off. And, and I don't know whose fault it is to, to pin the blame to if it's the if it's WB's or Rhonda or her schedule I don't know what it is but I, I really look at it. I think it's 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 nice to say okay Rhonda and Shane are now our champions let's try to make the most out of this let's make them these deadly killer champions that they that they can be I really think though and we saw a promo backstage later uh, after that I really think if there's a mouthpiece to be had that makes sense. Maybe let's find a mouthpiece. Let's find a let's find a Don King for lack of a better description for these two because I think they could use it. Yeah, I mean that's that's absolutely fair. I think with with Ronda, I um I, I feel like she's been with WWE long enough now that I don't look at her as the UFC box office person anymore. I but that's feel a, like I but that's her a, but, but Jack, that's a problem. No, yes, I, that's I agree. A no, I agree. I agree. Exactly. If you have this hot commodity who comes in and, and who the hell knows what she's being paid? It's not our business, but let's just say she's being paid above most of the other women. You want return on that investment. And the last thing you want for a return on that investment is her just to melt in and become just another another female. She should be that Brock. She should be she should be at that extra level of attraction. The fact that she's melted into that, that's a problem. And, and and it's funny that you said that because, like you said, you don't remember, you don't recall the entrance. And uh, as somebody pointed out in, in the chat, they did get an entrance on mm-hmm. TV. It's just, mm-hmm. you see what I mean? It just, it, she feels like part of the crew as opposed to feeling special. I will say it felt like the real dastardly duo in this whole thing was Chelsea and Sonia Deville. Mm-hmm. They, they felt like the ones that the crowd, w- I mean, Again, kind of like a lot of bad guys these days. We all we all love them, but you know what I mean. They were the bad right. guys. They felt like the one that you were like, oh, they're the ones that we don't want to get the titles, uh, mm-hmm. more so than Ronda and Shayna. Now, I love Shayna Baszler. I am big on Shayna Baszler, though. So uh, I will confess that I do kind of support this team because I am a huge Shayna Baszler fan. So I feel like she's carrying uh, carrying any of the other uh, mm-hmm. weight that maybe that might be there with my enjoyment of her, but you're not wrong, Justin. You're not wrong. Uh, Jimmy, all that said, it does look like one of the problems that the women's tag team division has had over the years, the, um, has been one of the problems is that there's isn't a division. It feels like there's no one there. Now we have four teams. Do you feel like they've remedied that? Or does it feel like a lot of these teams are going to wash away in the coming weeks? No, it's a start. Let's put it that way. It's a start. And if they do wash away in the coming weeks and it kind of defeats the purpose of having a, a women's tag team division. So I, I hope they keep them together. I hope these teams work, uh, you know, and, like the guys where you have guy, uh, you know, heel and babyface tag teams face each other for an opportunity at a champion at a tag team title match and stuff like that. So because the the, the women's division is deep, it's mm-hmm. just not deep in tag teams. There is a few tag teams, and if you start splitting them up, then you got to start reforming uh, or forming new tag teams. And you can do both. 
you get, you don't need to split these ones up, but there could be some, Hey, those are big stars. And if we beat the big stars, we can be big stars as well. That attitude sort of going into it. Uh, so you can build that tag division. It just, it's going to take some time on like pretty much everything else. <laughs> Um, I do want to give a shout out to uh, Himan Shu again, who responded to what we're saying was said that they were talking about conversation in the chat, not what we were saying on the air. So um, so just wanted to clarify that. I don't want to don't want to call someone out and then not correct once it's been continued on. Dolph Ziggler has a match with J.D. McDonough. The match is thrown out in what essentially is a squash by J.D. when he starts using ring steps. Jimmy. McDonough has been introduced. He's vicious. He's ruthless. Do you want to see more of him? Has he sold you with his, with his time so far? Uh, I, I need, I need to see more. I want to, I, before I pass judgment like that, does it, do I want to see more? Yes, I do. Only out of curiosity to see what he does next. Okay. We saw that tonight. He didn't care about winning and beating Dolph Ziggler. He wanted to beat up Dolph Ziggler. He wanted to brutalize, you know, just, just make a statement, so to speak, and didn't care whether it was a win or a loss. And I guess the, the technical, uh, t- technically it was a double count out, mm-hmm. you know, for the match. So uh, he didn't win, but uh, he came out standing tall. And I guess that was the whole idea here. Now it's a matter of him wanting to win matches to elevate himself. And he proved that he's a, he could be a mean guy, but now he has to prove that he can go in the ring. Yeah, Justin does. I feel like this is kind of a good move by their on their part because JD gets to walk out looking like he beat up Dolph, but they can also still have another match. And if he wins that match, it's kind of like he gets two wins off of one guy uh, to help build him up. But is this something that is going to stick for you or does he need to change something up so he's not just a generic bad guy? Uh, yeah, like like Jimmy said, I want to see a little bit more. I mean, you know, certainly Dolph's the you know I guess the Dolph's the right guy. As we talked about he's he's got uh, ten year and credibility, so beating him up you know should grab attention. Um, yeah, I want to see more. You know, look, JD. Uh, unfortunately, he is on he is uh, on the smaller side of things visually, you know, for for size. So uh, it's good that he has the intensity that's trying to make up for it. But I I think they're going to have to figure they're going to have to. F- Figure something out, you know. You know, for me and my fantasy booking, I would almost wonder. He, you know, he's from he's from the same part of uh, Ireland as Finn Balor is. I believe he is trained by Finn. That's Chat, what I heard. And, I Chat think. can correct. Chat can correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I wonder. Um, okay, you know, don't put him in Judgment Day because that's not that's not his place. That's not what you have for him. But what what a world what a world it would be of doing for him if we got a segment even if it's just backstage of he's just you know obliterated Dolph Ziggler and he doesn't care about the rules and Finn approaches him hey man you know you've come a long way since training with me in Ireland and this and that and I think you could be judgment day material and and if JD just says that's a great honor keep doing your thing I'm gonna go my own way I'm gonna do it myself you know, n- nothing that has any animosity, nothing that leads to any whatever. But even something as simple as telling the audience that Finn Balor, who is a credible former world champion, former universal champion, trained JD and is now asking, hey, would you like to come be part of Judgment Day, Who, which has been basically running Raw for the last year. All that there, and then McDonough saying, I, I love that, but I, I got to do me right now. 
I got to I think even something as simple as that would 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 all of a sudden make my eyebrows raise and go, oh, wow, this guy is trained by who and being invited by who? You know, I, I so I think anything like that is needed because, you know, that was nice. He got a vicious attack tonight on, on Dolph, but uh, I, I, I need more and he's not going to. And I always go back to the airport test. And this is where it gets sizes. I don't know if he would. I don't know if I would turn ahead if I passed him in Terminal B. <laughs> I just don't know if I would. So I need to get a little bit more to help help sell me on him. Yeah. Well, we'll see what they have. I mean, I, they are giving him the opportunity. That's for sure. So it is sort of on him at this point. I mean, when you're working with Dolph Ziggler and you're taking out Dolph Ziggler, you're getting the opportunity. So now it'll be up to him to, to make the most of it. Um, someone who's had a little bit of opportunity. Cody Rhodes comes out and um, he asks if Brock is satisfied with the score being one and one. And he says he's going to run through the accomplishments one last time. Uh, just, I'm going to go to you one more time here on this one is um, it's feeling like they're leaning towards an I quit match. Am I wrong? Well, yeah, I mean, they need something that's obviously there's a rubber match, right? It's one and one. So, uh, rubber match. Um, yeah, I, 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 all I can say to this is Cody Rhodes, man. <laughs> he is just, just the soundbite machine. He's soundbite bonanza, but it's fil- But it's not, it's not cheap soundbites. I mean, he's calling his camera shots. Mm-hmm. The emotions there. Um, you know, I think the quote that sent it home tonight was, you know, Brock Lesnar, tough enough to break my arm not man enough to make me tap good god is that not a dusty Rhodes promo or what i mean you know it's he i I, when this started after mania i didn't think i wanted to see a best of three series of he and brock but he has made the most of this and he's got me in i mean i i he's 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 verbally taunting brock uh and 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 I'm here for it. Now I'm like, good God, what's Brock gonna? What is Brock gonna challenge him to? And like you said, is it an I quit match? Is it a, what? What are we doing? And I mean, you know, Cody is he's firing in all cylinders. And again, you know, Jimmy and I were very passionate, and it's a whole mm-hmm. other thing. Should he have walked out of Mania as champion? Da 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 da. But here we are, you know, end of May. He's not champion, but um, he certainly is still a contender. So I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Cody Rhodes is really, I mean, I'd still say that Paul Heyman's the best at it, but Cody Rhodes is definitely in that top tier category of selling you on a show or selling you on a match or selling you on something, uh, which is different than just Mike skills. It's a different thing to actually, it's one thing to be entertaining. It's another thing to sell me. I'm like, I want to see this fight. And Cody is mm-hmm. about as good as it gets. A lot of people in the chat saying they're seeing last man standing. And while that mm-hmm. sounds great, Brock just had a last man standing at the last SummerSlam, I believe. So I can't imagine them doing that again. But who knows? That was almost a year ago. That's an eternity in WWE. Uh, I will say, too, and uh, Jimmy, I want your thoughts on this one uh, in general. But I would say for the people who say, should he have won the championship at WrestleMania? Shouldn't he have is you got to move on, whether Mm -hmm. he did or didn't. This is the word. Should they have broken up the hurt business? I didn't think so. But guess what? It happened. We're, we got to move on. Time, mm-hmm. time keeps rolling. Uh, if you keep harping back on that, you're never going to be happy. Just accept the world as it is mm-hmm. and move forward. 
that's my theory on it anyways. But <laughs> Jimmy, not to step all over the segment, uh, what is <laughs> what were your thoughts on this? I thought this was incredible. No, I enjoyed it very much. And and and, and Cody out there on the microphone is just uh, in a different level. Let's just put it that way. You know, you, you get guys who are good on the mic, but Cody is really, really just unbelievable. And one of the other things too, Justin, that he said uh, on, on his way out that, it, you know, he made this open challenge to, to Brock, who's in either Saskatchewan or Yellowstone or wherever he said he may be right now. Uh, but he also said that if Brock does not accept his challenge, then Brock Lesnar is afraid of Cody Rhodes and Mike Drop. And you know what I mean? That just like, yeah. man, he, he, he lit a fire. What can you say? And, and, and now, now I'm thinking, Oh, I want to hear what this response is going to be. And, you know, take your time because Cody's selling the broken arm and that sort of stuff. And everybody's talking about different kinds of matches. Yes. It can be last man standing. It can be uh, a cage. It can be whatever you want to call it. Uh, what was a fight pit? Was that? Oh yeah. That? Yeah. Fight pit. Or some, something like that. Uh, but something that, it feels like is brutal where, you know, it's, it's more Brock's world than it is Cody's. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it, it, we have a long way to go until next year's mania, mm-hmm. but just right now I can say that it is a intriguing scenario to think, okay, Cody lost to Roman this past year at mania. And then I know a thought was, okay, maybe they're holding this for next year's Mania. They're going to make Cody go through, you know, the hero's gauntlet. Mm -hmm. It's a long way to go, but if they can figure out a way to do it, I will say at the pace they're going right now, Cody going through some series of legit challenges like Brock, and I'm not sure who else there is to line up after Brock, Mm -hmm. but if they can continue with that theme of, Cody has one or two more best of three type of series against real legitimate threats. All the while on the other side of the spectrum, Roman is losing bloodline members one by one by one. And we get to next year's mania season rumble or thereabouts where Cody all of a sudden wins rumble again. And then there's Roman, who used to be insulated with all of the bloodline and everybody around him to take all the hits in front. And now Roman is there by himself, still touting his wonderful thousand and some odd days streak. But if he's there with not a not a soul other than the wise man, then Cody's like, oh, I just went to hell and back. You have no idea what you're in for this time. If they can pull it off long-term, Jack, that's where I could see this. I I think that'd be perfect. And I think they do have a good they, – they could put together a murderer's row of people. I mean, they've if they get mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre back, that would be incredible. You could get Bobby Lashley thrown in there, Gunther in there. There's a lot of big powerhouses, and you're right. Justin, I could imagine those promos like, I've had my, my pec tore, my arm broke, my whatever happened, mm-hmm. and I'm still standing and – Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that, and then we'd all look back and go, you know what? Maybe they made the right call at thirty-nine. Maybe yeah. they did. That's going to be the challenge, Daddy. You tough enough to break my arm and go to the pay <laughs> window, if you will. If but you, you be will. a monkey's uncle <laughs> if you man enough to make me tap. <laughs> you know, 
everyone does the the Hogan impression or the Macho Man impression, but the Dusty impression is that's the best one. Yeah. I can't I can't do any of them, but uh, mm-hmm. we do get a quick segment backstage where uh, Matt Riddle is chatting and. Uh, Gunther shows up and says, hey, I'd love to see you try to cash in a Money in the Bank briefcase on me. Uh, Jimmy, what's cool about this is it sets up a possible Riddle-Gunther match. Also, mm-hmm. it brings back the idea that that Money in the Bank could be used on not the world title, but something else and really raises that value. No, it it, it, it it did that exactly what I was thinking. Like you said, uh, it did make it seem like, oh, it doesn't have to be for a world title. It could be for the Intercontinental Championship. It could be for any title. It's not It's not designated for the World Heavyweight Championship. It's not designated for the Undisputed WWE Heavyweight Championship or anything like that. It is for any title. And, and Gunther making it seem like, hey, this title is just as big as anything else. And if you want it, and like you said too, you don't really need that money in the bank championship to make this rivalry work as well. So, so, so the, that, that money in the bank briefcase isn't needed for Matt Riddle to face a Gunther. Yeah. And I think what's great about this is even if Matt Riddle doesn't win it, the seeds of, as we say, have already been planted, Justin, they can have that match, whether he wins it or not. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Great. I mean, I think Riddle and Gunther is inevitable, but I, but like Jimmy's point, I like the, I like what it does for perception, you know? Yeah. It's a, it'll be great. We'll have to see how that plays out. We get uh, Shinsuke Nakamura against Bronson Reed. And this was a heavy hitter and Shinsuke gets a big, big, big win. Justin, I was this, this may have been the first time I've, that Reed has been pinned on the main roster. I, 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 I may be wrong because I, I think his losses have always come in three ways or things like that. But um, are you shocked that Bronson lost this one? And is it time to sell the Bronson Reed stock or are you holding strong? Well, I was surprised. I, I did think that he was kind of a uh, not, not not a lock, but I thought that he was the, oh, yeah, let's put him in the money in the bank as well. Kind of the same thing as we said earlier about Ricochet, like, what Bronson could do with the ladder match and what we've seen him with his, his aerial skills. And then also it's like, Oh, well, he's an up and coming guy. Is he somebody that I believe would be a money, the bank attender. Uh, so a little shock that Shinsuke got, I'm not mad. Um, you know, you know, I have no problem with Shinsuke. I, I think they seem to be tight. Te- they seem to be testing something with Shinsuke. It seemed to be kind of like Shinsuke has a certain charisma and, and of course he's, he can get it done in the ring, but, there is the thing of his communication. Is Shinsuke ever going to talk anybody into the building for a match? So I'm kind of curious to what they're doing here. There seems to be some momentum behind Shinsuke, which I'm not opposed to, but I'm, I'm interested in what the, what the end game is. Um, he had a lot of success in NXT. He did. Uh, I, I was there in uh, Dallas. I think it was Shinsuke versus... I think Sami Zayn, I think it was Shinsuke's debut. Hmm. Chat room can correct me. I'm pretty sure that was it. And that was my, and I, I, that was my first time ever seeing Shinsuke live. And, and he really did make a long-lasting impact. And I and I was like, wow, this guy. So I, I believe there's something there. I just it's it's again, it's the communication. Is he a guy when you have a sixty thousand seat arena and he's in the marquee? Is he gonna talk you into something? I don't know. But uh he's there in the match. Cool. Let's see what happens. Um yeah, let's see what happens. But I have no problem with it. I like Shinsuke. 
A few interesting points in the chat here. Uh, Goodfella1422 saying Knock has more star power for the over the pond friends, which might make sense mm -hmm. with them being in, uh, mm -hmm. in London. And Bernie seems to reiterate that. Uh, but Jimmy, my question for you is mm -hmm. the end of this match came when Bronson Reed avoided a count out by getting back in the ring at the last second and then getting hit with the finish for the pin. This is a similar finish that happened with Dom and Apollo last week. Jimmy, if this was AEW, you'd be upset. How do you feel about it happening here? I, I don't mind it as much because it happened on a different show as opposed to happening on the same show, a, a similar finish. And that's the only thing. But I do get exactly what you're saying. It's a... It, <laughs> I'm just trying to stir up the comments. <laughs> no, I, oh, I know the, the people are going to say, Hey, you liked it here. You didn't like it there. I, I didn't mind it because it happened on, on separate shows. I talk, I talk a lot about doing similar things on the, on the same show, but uh, this took me a little bit by surprise as well. I, I was expecting Bronson Reed because you're talking about elevating new talent and, and you, you see a guy that big do what he can do. It would have been interesting to see, uh, you know, involving ladders now, because he's going to have to climb ladders to get to that money in the bank briefcase, how he can incorporate that, that move set that he has for a big man in a mm -hmm. match like that. You know what I mean? That, yeah. But, uh, and, and to Justin's point that uh, he's right. Shinsuke is phenomenal. He's great in the ring and stuff like that. But at the same time, to be the complete superstar, you have to be able to uh, at times talk people into the seats that are in front of their television sets and, Shinsuke is a great hand. I hate to put it that way, and I don't mean that disrespectfully, but mm. I I think it'll be very telling to see who else gets into this matchup because if it's again with, with all due respect to guys like Ricochet and Shinsuke, uh, if it's guys like them, and then there's one AJ Styles or you know um, LA Knight, LA so it, when ah. there, if there's one person where you're like it's clear they're going to be the winner, it might take some of the fun out of it you know um if it's all underdogs it might just be exciting who knows but um be, i think the rest of the field will kind of dictate how i feel about this whole thing sure. um so uh we get to the main event and it's damian priest and finn balor versus south rollins and aj styles uh rollins and styles work together they get the win kind of feel a good way to start the reign of seth rollins justin any major takeaways from this main event no it's you know you can't have the, you can't have seth rollins team lose mm -hmm. <laughs> he's 48 hours removed from the new mm -hmm. world title so you can't have him lose but it is a quite the proposition to put him up against the number one heel group on raw Mm -hmm. um i do think judgment day is probably at a point now where it's okay like i think they've i think they've earned enough credibility to where they can lose and you still know that they're not to be messed with you know for all that they've done uh by hook or by crook by the you know crook of dom and what he did to his dad ray you know, or 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 priests going the distance with Bad Bunny and 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 Finn and with Edge, like I, I think they're there enough. So you know, it, it's the right decision. You don't have Seth lose. Mm -hmm. Um, but that said, I I really don't know where his world title. I, I don't know who his first opponent is going to be for this world title. That that's, I don't know. I don't know where where they're going to go with that. So, I mean, I think if I'm and I'm a terrible 
fantasy booker. That's why I always ask you, Justin. I always have this, the worst thoughts. But, um, you know, Jimmy, I think with this, I look at it and I go, next week, theoretically, AJ's not going to be there. And now Rollins has three guys he can run through to get some defenses, whether it be setting up judgment, you know, or a Dominic versus or Finn or then Damien. Um, this could kind of be his first challenge is the judgment day. Um, mm-hmm. I guess just thoughts on that and thoughts on that great start to the match where they made it look like it nice was going to be teams. Tom and, and Damien and then the switch. Great stuff there, but go ahead and talk about it. No, it did. It did. It worked the way they did it. And and it was a great tease and a great little swerve to get the upper hand to start off the match. But as far as, like you said, that would be an interesting thing where, you know, you talk about uh, who's going to be Seth Rollins first opponent to d- defending his newly won world heavyweight championship. If it is judgment day, you have three members of judgment day that he has to go through maybe where, you know, first and maybe, he went through Finn Balor like he's done before. And, and you know, they're going to have a phenomenal match. Um, then it's Damian Priest, because even though Priest got pinned tonight, he got pinned in the situation where it was a tag match and, and took two stomps to take him out. And then can you imagine the heat Dom would have in a match against Seth? Uh, and I, I know people will say, yeah, but I can't picture Dom as world heavyweight champion. And I don't see it either, but it still generate a lot of heat and get a lot of Got maybe a lot of people, you know, just climbing on board the Seth train more than they are now. (laughs) Yeah, you know, Justin Tutgraf has an interesting comment here. Uh, I'm thinking AJ comes out as top opponent with a heel move of some sort. You know, why was he drafted to SmackDown? Yes. Well, you guys know the answer because it doesn't matter. But, <laughs> but no, I, no, I but, think no, I, no, no, no. They, they, they just spent tonight saying, oh, AJ's a top baby face. He endorses this baby face. All right, AJ, go back to Friday. Be a top baby face of Friday. But he does have some history with Finn Balor as as pals. Wouldn't be. That I'll, say, I'll say this. I'll say this. Uh, well, I mean, it'd be a, it'd be a, it'd be shocking. But I would be fine with them. I would be fine with any of the three males from Judgment Day being built up to try to be actual challenges to Seth. Priest being the biggest to me. Dom would be funny because Dom could have all the other guys and Rhea all protecting him. I think if Dom was the champ and he had all of them protecting him and helping him prop him up, there'd be some some heat there. Uh, but in terms of an actual, ch- I mean, I think I think Priest is a guy you could really build the summer if you wanted. I, but no, not not no. AJ just came out and just touted himself as the big baby face. That's here, pal. Put her there. I mean, we're not going to do anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, if, don't ha- don't get too excited about the brand split. <laughs> We've been no. here before. I've already accepted the brand splits over. It's done. I'm not even going to worry about it. If I see, if I see Seth Rollins on SmackDown, I just accept it. That's what it is. Let's see how AEW does with Collision. Let's see how they do with her. To be fair, they haven't said yet that it's going to be a split. But oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't get don't get me started on that because uh, you know if they don't, I don't want them to do a split just to prove that they can do it. You know, speaking of Dom, I will say at that event. 
one of the loudest parts was when Buddy Murphy was getting uh, harassed by the crowd uh, with Dominic Chance. Uh, that, was, <laughs> that, was, that was a fun. That was a fun, uh, a fun little bit there. Tremendous. But um, yeah, fun, fun close to the show. Uh, nothing crazy, but I, I think simple. Uh, I also I do give him a little bit of a pass though to have a brand split situation because people are flying in from across the world. I mean, I'm sure they could have gotten other people to come in, but you know what I mean? Anyways, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm just trying to be a shill and defend the company. Uh, <laughs> but before we go, uh, before we go, uh, let's, let's wrap it up here. Justin, final thoughts on this episode and where can we will find you online? Oh, it was an okay episode, you know, on the road to money, the bank and yeah, a lot of things I'm watching to see as I, as I, as I noted, I want to see whether, Going to advance um, different stories, but yeah, at Justin Labar on social media, uh, I will not be here Wednesday. I think the next uh, on the air I will do will be Friday, busted open, spar with Labar, and then I'll be back in my regularly scheduled situation with you guys hmm. next week. Uh, but yeah, we're entering the summertime, and you know sometimes summertime has a, a stereotype to be a down or throwaway season, but I got to say for WWE, there's a lot to be watching. As we go into Money in the Bank on July 1, and then their SummerSlam a month later, and then let's talk AEW and all the shows that they have to try to keep chaotic order to. So uh, keep with the Wrestling Inc. podcast, like, subscribe, do all the things. We will have no shortage of uh, things to talk about this summer. Definitely. Yeah. And Jimmy, how about you? What did you think of the show overall, and uh, where can we find you online? I thought it was a good, a good show. It, like and like Justin said, it, it made me want to see what happens next in certain situations and in the in stories and and so forth. And 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 that's the whole goal. You want people to tune in to say, "Hey, let me see what happens next." I always want to see what happens next. And we got some some new developing stories here and ones that could be. Ooh, what if this happens? What if that it got you thinking anyways? And I like that. And as far as catching me on my social media, you can catch me here on usually on Mondays and Wednesday nights, unless I'm on vacation or something like that, or whatever the case may be. Uh, Wednesdays, you can catch the Riffing It Up podcast with my good brother in stripes, Brian Hebner and I, and our host RJ as we, this week, we welcome Mr. Anderson. Anderson. Oh. Anderson. Yeah. Anderson. Last week, last week we had Rajan. Which went really well. That was well. a good we had, one. Yeah, we, we that was a, a good one. We had a blast talking to Raj, and, and uh, of I course you can catch Ken. me. Uh, I love Ken. Yeah, and of course you can catch me with my ref and rants on daily from Monday to Fridays, and uh, just me again giving critiques, not to tear down, but to help tighten screws from my point of view. That's Ken man. is one. Ken is one of my favorites of all. I oh, oh. I'll be tuning. I love Ken. I, I yeah. Hence the microphone. I love Ken. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's. I'm gonna bring, fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna bring it up in the podcast, but he helped me out at WrestleMania 24 big time. And, and... Oh, well, there's the tease, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. You got to tune in. I want to hear what the story is there. Uh, thank you to everyone who has been in the chat, joining along with us Ricky Zaldivar, Stephen Camp, Dream Realm Studios, Huffman Elite Train, Baby Ice, Tut Graf, Adam Staples, uh, Yavayan Montez. Montez, I'm saying that wrong. I apologize. Uh, but uh, Lance is here as well, Bernie DC, and uh, Tut Graf and everyone else. Thank you so much for being here in the chat. Uh, you can follow me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. Uh, make sure to follow at Wrestling as well. Uh, we got an NXT show tomorrow, but I'm going to be on the AEW Dynamite show while Justin's out. So that'll be fun. I'll get to join the join the crew on Wednesday. Happy to chat about that and 
Should and, I wear uh, my ref shirt? You're gonna have to because uh, uh, East, if East is gonna be there, I'm I'm worried about East. You gotta keep her away from me, ref. Keep her away from me. She's pretty spicy on Wednesday nights. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so that should be a fun episode. So make sure to tune into that, everyone. That does it for us. I thought it was a it was a good show. It was entertaining. I I don't know if it was shocking in any way, but it was entertaining. So it was fun. Uh, we will see you guys tomorrow for the NXT after show. That does it for us. Thank you. Good night. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.